Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. so glad you are back to join us again this week as we take a journey with God about the scripture that talks about faith, hope, and love. Cassie, I had such a great time talking about faith with you last week. Thank you so much for all your input. Oh, Clarice, absolutely. I had a blast talking about faith and looking forward to continuing the conversation today into hope. So like Clarice was saying, we went over the verse last week of 1 Corinthians 13, 13. That reads, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So, Clarice, we talked about faith last week, um, and this week, hope, and they really tie hand in hand. They really do. And the scripture that we had pulled from last week was Hebrews 11.1, which we talk about that being like the faith definition scripture. And so looking back at it, in one of the translations, it just says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so they do, they're interconnected. And I even see it in the scripture that is our core scripture scripture for these weeks about just faith, hope, and love. And, you know, we're, we're talking about this interconnectedness and what's so neat is just the depth of the definition of hope. And I think you've looked it up in the Greek and I would love to hear what that says. So I looked up from first Corinthians 13, the Greek word for hope. And we've talked about this in other Mm -hmm. podcasts, but you know, we read the scriptures in English and in multiple translations. And we see these words, you know, like when we talked about love and we see love Mm -hmm. and we take our definition, but I encourage you guys as you're reading and studying the word of God to Um, dig deeper, look at what the true meaning of the word is, because it could, I know in my experience, it changes the way I see the verse (laughs) or what the Lord's saying through that helps me have a clearer understanding. But when I looked up hope in this verse, um, it was a Greek word, el peace, which made me smile to even think of something that sounds like (laughs) peace um, in the definition of hope, because um, there is such peace there, but we'll talk about that. So el peace, and it's to anticipate, usually with pleasure, It's an expectation Mm. of good and a confident expectation of eternal salvation. Mm. That's awesome because it is, it it, it talks later in the scriptures in the, in the new Testament about Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that's, that's salvation. It is. And that's, you know, one of the important things, like we pointed out with faith last week and all the references or a lot of the references I looked up for hope, it's hope relative to hope in the Lord and hope of that eternal salvation. So Clarice and I are going to mm-hmm. share some practical examples today of way, yeah. ways we hope and how we trusted mm-hmm. the Lord. Kind of like we said with faith, it's, it's not hoping or having faith in something on this earth or a person on this earth. Like the hope no. is in Christ and the end game is that mm-hmm. eternal salvation. Um, it's just one of our yes. behaviors and one of the characteristics of a Christian, um, spirit-filled Christian, that you're walking in this hope and it impacts your natural. But remember that our hope is always mm-hmm. in what the Lord's going to do in that eternal salvation that we have. Absolutely. Well, and the one, the interesting, there are a couple um things that I had heard in, about hope in general. And one of the quotes is, is 
Hope is the golden cord connecting me to heaven. And what I didn't realize was that this phrase or saying is really rooted in Jeremiah 29, 11, which reads, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And when you look at that um, Hebrew word for hope, it, it talks about it being a cord. And so I just love visuals. And I am so thankful that God being who he is, infinite in his wisdom, thought to give us tangible visual um, examples so that we can latch on to that. Because when I think, okay, if this cord is connecting me to heaven, then I'm tethered mm-hmm. to Christ. I'm tethered to my maker. My, my, um, my internal um, expectations, desires for things, those are connected to heaven. And I think of when God puts desires on our hearts, like those are from the throne room of heaven for when God planned out our lives from the beginning, when he does talk about, for I know the plans I have for you. And um, it's interesting because I, I know that God started me on this hope journey in 2013. And there is a phrase in the basketball world, I guess, if you will, um, maybe some of the other sports utilize it as well. But it's this thing called a hope pass. And so, you know, you you have the visual of you kind of throw the ball up the court. It's it kind of be like the, a Hail Mary <laughs> in football, yep. if you will. I was like, I know my my football loving uh yeah, I got you here. on that There's one football super visual. well. So <laughs> I, was, I was trying to give you yep. a better visual. Um, but anyway, it's also it's also called this hope pass, if you will. And you're not sure if it's going to get there. It might. You, you want it to, but you're just not sure. And I really think that God took me from a place of this hope pass hope. Well, God, I hope I, I would like for what you have planned for me to manifest, but I don't know if I really believe it. He took me from that kind of hope past faith and hope to an absolute assurance expectancy on on him and of him. And probably the best example that would encapsulate my hope journey starting and continuing was when God was moving me from Alabama the first time to Wake Forest and um, which is Winston-Salem, which is obviously where Cassie and I started the equip class, you know, years ago, five years ago. But anyway, um, just knowing that this, this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, just gripped my heart and I knew it was my scripture. And he moved, when God moved me, he gave me a whole slew of hope scriptures. And so Cassie, we were even talking this morning earlier about just being overwhelmed with how great it is that God has given us so many scriptures to talk about hope, but we don't even have time to cover all of them at all, (laughs) even today in the 30 minute podcast. But anyway, long story short, um, when I'm, when I moved to Winston-Salem, um, it was neat because it actually was on, uh, June 30th. So probably I think it was on like, I don't know, June 15th, that God gave me this word hope. And that was my word for the year. And I was like, okay, God, you're going to take me on this hope um, path. And I I just want further understanding in it. Well, on the 30th, I had moved myself already to um, North Carolina through God's direction and was looking for a church home. And it kind of with that same mindset, like, God, I hope you get to it that you've helped me find a church home. So as you have it, um, the church service, the whole service was about hope. And I remember um, the pastor's wife speaking that day, and she just championed the cause of falling in love with Jesus um, as daily worshipers with a hope 
that is in him and what he has called us to in our lives. And I just remember she had said, um, God wants you to expect him. And we have these Red Sea moments and that's, you know, when Jesus parted the Red Sea so the Israelites could get through with the Egyptians in hot pursuit of them. But she just was talking about um, he wants to bring us to these moments so he can show us who he is. And there is no problem too big for him and that we can put our hope in him um, because he has our future. And there's no one else like him that can do that. And just to kind of, you know, blast the ball out of the ballpark, you know, they sang this song called Hope Save Them. And I love that song. Every time I hear it, now I cry. And one of the... um, shocking but one of the um (laughs) one of the lines from that song is he's awakening the hope in me by calling forth my destiny and he said he's breathing life into my soul and i just think of how he positioned me in that moment in my life to literally take me on this like i said hopeful, not truly expectant to truly expectant. And then I saw the difference when God moved me from Wake Forest to now Mm -hmm. Auburn. My hope was completely in him, but my hope was different. I said, okay, God, if you're moving me, I expect you to have already had my, my friend group planned out. I expect you to already have my place of residence picked out. I expect you to already have my church picked out. And so it's just a neat way to know that I had this deep feeling of expectation and desire and knowledge that a certain thing that he called me to was going to happen. Yeah. And that's the definition you gave us earlier of hope is this expectation mm-hmm. of good. And I, I love to watch how this transformation happened. And I, I had, was lucky enough to have a front row Your seat, front row seat. <laughs> um, to watch that shift in expectation, right? Um, and so, mm-hmm. and it ties in with what you just said about Hebrews 11, one faith being the substance or the assurance of things hoped for. And yeah. that's how you were going to Auburn. You had such faith that yes. you knew what you were hoping for. Your trust was in him and you just believed it was taking place already. Like, and that is yeah. the key thing you said there is God wants that. He wants to give yes. us that gift in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that you just read, you know, mm-hmm. he plans to give you a hope in a future like this is a gift from our lord and you know and he he's given it to us and he also equips us with the ability to have hope and then he's the one who delivers on yes. hope. <laughs> so Del- yes delivers yes great and he word. does and this hope and i like i said it's all throughout scripture because guys read read any of the psalms the <laughs> psalmist was a fan mm-hmm. of hope you know, I think of yes. Psalm 137, it says, put your hope in the Lord mm-hmm. for with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. And so it goes to Carissa's point about how it's this gift. He's saying, hope in me. Like mm-hmm. there's good stuff here. You can trust to hope in me. And Clarice, I had a thought as you were speaking, you know, mm-hmm. me, I'm the always overly practical <laughs> one. And this is where, where mm-hmm. we balance each other really well. But I'm thinking of today, like, so 2019, if you were out mm-hmm. in the world, not talking scripture, just talking to people and asking maybe what hope meant. If you think of hope mm. in that context, it's like, I hope something happens. It's like this weak mm. version of maybe, mm-hmm. or we'll see. And, but yeah. it's not confident, but biblical Mm-mm. hope, you know, that hope in the Lord yes. is what Clarice told us earlier. It's expectation of good. It's confident. It's you're anticipating mm-hmm. it. You're, you're believing it's going to happen without doubt. And so again, yet again, scripture is so countercultural to, you know, I've said around my office, like, well, maybe 
hopefully it happens. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Right. Oh, that is so funny. Practical example. I mm-hmm. send emails obviously a lot. And usually the first sentence, which I'm sure people at this point are like, is she going to change it up at some point? But anyway, either way, it's my, yeah. go- it's, my, it's my go-to. It's easy. I get it. But I literally used to say, I hope all is well. And it used to be like, I don't know if it is, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and now I'm like, no, I expect all is well. And I declare that over you. That's why I'm sending you this first line. Oh, you that, that. See, that's so, that's, it's practical. But practical. It's yeah. awesome. mm-hmm. Like, and you know, words is, you know, how we speak is a passion mm-hmm. of mine because I do think, you know, there's power oh, yeah. in our words. And so to your point, I love mm-hmm. that of paying attention to what we're saying because <laughs> we're not like the world. We're different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you expect that it's good with them. Not like, oh, I, I hope maybe possibly <laughs> you're having a good day. Oh, absolutely. Nope, I expect it. And I declare it over you. So if you get an email from me and it says, I hope all is well, then, you know, I just divulged my secret or a text message. Usually I hope all is well. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And I've been guilty of that. I make a little note to myself of like, okay, well, let's pay attention to that. Um, I will say for me in my life, so I love your example of hope um, moving from Alabama and North Carolina then back uh, to the better part of Alabama being Auburn, Alabama. Um, and watching that journey and trusting the Lord throughout that, I know, you know, there were moments that were a little bit harder than others, but overall you just kept this constant faith and hope in our Lord. So I admire that in you, Clarice. Um, for me, hope, um, once I learned what hope truly was, biblical hope, not just worldly hope, um, it was Mm -hmm. kind of scary and uh, I'll unpack Mm -hmm. that a little bit, you know, um, like we talked about last week of faith, you know, having faith in something you cannot see your hope in something that has yet to come to pass. That's very vulnerable or it feels vulnerable. Let me say that. Um, so for me, I, the way I grew up, I'd heard many times in my life. Um, if you don't expect anything, you won't be disappointed. Or if you don't, um, you know, hope for that and then don't get it, you, you won't be sad. And so it's almost this, atmosphere of just have low expectations and you won't get hurt um so for me having hope was more challenging because i'm naturally analytical and maybe naturally skeptical if you will in my (laughs) flesh but i am saved i'm born again i'm transformed i have holy spirit in me so i don't have to be those ways but this was definitely an area that the lord had to work on and continues to work on in me because to hope in something i can't see goes very much against my natural and so one of the scriptures the lord used to teach me about hope um, is in Hebrews, again, a few uh, few chapters back from the faith chapter. It's in chapter 6, and it's verse 19, and it reads, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, and it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. Um, And so it it gave me such a beautiful visual. God speaks to me often um, in visual metaphors, and he does it all throughout scripture, um, of an anchor. So if you picture an anchor, you know, on a boat, like what it does is it sinks to the bottom and it holds that ship in place. So even when a storm comes, when the waves and the winds are going, you can see that boat tossing. That anchor is firm and secure and has that boat staying where it needs to stay. And so for the Lord to use that metaphor with me and or all of us in scripture of that's what hope does. We have this hope, this hope of eternal salvation in him that anchors us. So in those moments that I felt tossed or back and forth or like James alludes to, 
you know, I'm a little double-minded being tossed by the winds and the waves. Like I have a hope that can anchor me. So it's not a scary hope. It's not a vulnerable hope. It's a confident expectation hope. And so to um, hmm. have, that's what we have. And so if you ever come to my house, you'll see anchors everywhere. Wow. <laughs> um, it's a constant <laughs> reminder, you know, in those moments yeah. of life that you feel stressed or overwhelmed or circumstances are out of your control or it's not going the way you wanted mm. it to, you got to remember that, in Christ, yes, you know, he has so many wonderful benefits, but this one is just this centering, anchoring, calming mm. hope that he offers us of the yeah. end of the day, though, no matter what's going on around me, I am anchored in him and I can have that expectation of good. And I know that I have my eternal mm-hmm. salvation. Yeah. And with that visual of an anchor, I, th- I often think of the alternative. Mm. You know, if there is a boat who is in the bay or in that in the area where it's supposed to be and the storm comes and it's not anchored, that boat could likely end up miles and miles and miles down down mm-hmm. shore, wrecked, destroyed, irreparable damage done, possibly not able to be found. I, d- I don't even know, but I just think of the alternative. And the anchor lets you only go, but so far in that circumference, you know, when the winds and the waves come, it only lets you go, but that far around, you know, and it's, it's awesome to know that God is with us and yes, the storms of life will come, but when we have everything centered in him and planted and Mm -hmm. rooted in him, it, you can only go back yeah, so and I'm still playing on this metaphor. I, I love that because, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not anchored, and we've seen that, right? We both live in Florida. I've seen the hurricane. I see what oh. happens to a ship mm-hmm. when it's not, and it's tossed, and it's it's not a pretty picture. But think about when it's anchored, and it is the winds and waves are mm-hmm. jolting it. You know, it might feel a little aggressive, like the anchor gets tight, and the, bolt right. kind of, the boat kind of jolts back to center. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I picture that metaphor for our own life, you know, even in those moments and those circumstances, you may be kind of like, ouch, what was that? Come on. You know, this wasn't comfortable, mm. but the Lord knows that if you weren't anchored, if he wasn't holding you in place here, even if it's slightly uncomfortable to your point, Clarice, where would that mm. boat or us end up if we didn't have that anchor or that hope? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also like you, you even said it, it's, um, alluding to if we expect things of the world we will come up short 100 percent of the time you know not oh, anything yeah. in anything is a lot it's giving room for false hope and false hope is you know it is just that it's it's devastating it's, it's disappointing devastating. it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of like mm-hmm. what i used to hear as a younger person of like don't expect anything you won't get disappointed but i also was never mm. um overwhelmed and wonderful um expectation or surprise you know I almost kind of lived and I think it disappointed a lot but also really wasn't excited a lot either and candidly the Mm. world's hope is a cop-out you know it's uh maybe it's this non-committal oh it might happen maybe I don't know there's no faith or confidence in anything it's like we'll we'll just see um and so that's where we're challenging you guys to this godly hope is no no it is this expectation of good it's anticipating with pleasure like it's not this fear of the future it's an anticipation of i'm excited to see what is to come i'm excited to see what the lord's going to do next 
And uh, one more scripture, Clarice, and then I will, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will pass it back mm-hmm. over to you. I love it. Um, but to your point, <laughs> as we're studying this, I mean, it was just scripture after scripture after scripture on hope. Mm-hmm. And so reading in Romans, you know, my favorite book written by Paul, Romans 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start in verse 3. So Romans 5, 3, it says, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope so and he's explaining how even in the tough times or the hard times it's producing good in you and so um it produces hope and then verse five says and hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us so this verse countered exactly what the lie that has been spoken to of, you know, don't expect anything. You won't be disappointed. And this tells me, he says, look, God's hope mm-hmm. won't disappoint because God has poured out his love into my heart by the Holy spirit whom he has given me. And so again, just another promise from the word of God that you are safe to hope in him. Mm. Amen. And even for the little things, um, you know, God, God created us, and yes, it's great to have hope for, you know, the mm-hmm. jobs that he has called us to, the, um, you know, husbands, um, soulmate, whatever, your husband, mm-hmm. our husbands, um, just these big things, children, healings, like all that. And I think he's so practical, and not that those aren't practical, but he's so in the day-to-day, in the moments as well. I remember... Um, even back in 2013, I was just journaling about this. And I remember having this desire to, um, on one of my trips, just see a beautiful mm-hmm. sunrise. I was just like, God, I really would love to just spend time with you in the morning and see this beautiful sunrise. And and still at that time, I was kind of vacillating between like the, I kind of want it to happen, but then I don't know if I can expect it because I don't yeah. want to be let down exactly how you described it. So I just kind of had that out there in my heart. And I probably didn't even say that. I just probably in my heart was like, oh, it'd be really nice. You know, I don't even think I prayed mm-hmm. to ask for it. So anyway, I remember waking up in the hotel room that morning and um, I had just landed um, in Las Vegas, but I was outside. I was probably about 45 minutes outside the city. And I mean, I had, a, I had gotten there super late at night. So, I mean, I hadn't even seen anything. I mean, it was just dark, like dark, dark. So I just remember obviously being um, on, had living on East coast time. I was on a different mm-hmm. time zone. So I was up super early. Well, I just happened to open the blinds and open the curtains. When I tell you magnificent of all magnificent splendor filled oh. sunrises that I couldn't even have Yep. anticipated yep. could be so great but it was like I can even just hope for like little things that God knows that will just bless my my heart my soul my spirit I 100% agree and this is where I think you encouraged folks last week to pay attention in the day-to-day mm-hmm. because God yes. he, he's fun to live life with when you picture so these fun. moments <laughs> I had a similar moment that comes to mind um, a little less natu- natural beauty but a heart's desire because and this is I say this one to show you like yes God cares about the big stuff like Corey said but he cares about even the little things that we might call silly but you've heard us allude to it right <laughs> I'm a diehard SEC fan I love SEC football and I had this <laughs> selfish just personal heart desire nothing wrong with it but to see all the stadiums um within the SEC hmm. and so long story short 
I'm in Nashville. I know Vanderbilt's there, but I have no clue where. And so I went to my hotel, slept, woke up in the morning to sneak out to go get some coffee. And kind of to your point, I walked out in the parking lot and I'm in the, like the Holiday Inn is in the parking lot of a Vanderbilt stadium. And I just walk out and I catch my breath. I'm like, like even that, he's like, here you go. Here's one you can check off your list. And that's not biblical. That's not in scripture anywhere. But I give that example of pay attention. Like he will give you little winks of like, there you go. I got you. And it's so sweet. So sweet. And and I think that's what we literally can call them are just like sweet God mm-hmm. winks. Because that's what they are. And and he does that every moment of every day. I mean, I can't even, <laughs> we don't even have enough time to talk about all of the times that this has happened and will continue to happen because our father just knows, like he just knows how to pursue us. He knows how to love us so well. And that's where you just see the difference between the love of God and the love of the world. And that's why I'm so excited as we continue on this faith, hope, love journey that even next week we get to talk about Mm -hmm. this love and just how deep it is. And I know we've talked about it in the past, but we just get to flesh that out even further of just how much this faith that we have in him leads to this assurance of who he is and what he's called us to this destiny that we have. And then ultimately it's out of his pursuit of love for us. That is unending, unchanging, overwhelming and awesome. I totally agree. And a practical study tip, um, as Corey said, she journaled some of the stuff, write this down. You know, uh, (laughs) David talks about Psalms about encouraging himself in the Lord. Um, And this is a great way for us to do that today. Like write down when God gives you God winks or answers that prayer. You know, so often once we receive it, it's quick to forget unless you (laughs) record it somewhere. But intentionally walk back through the times God has done this for you because it's encouraging to my heart right now. It'll be encouraging to yours because I am in a season of having hope for something he promised. And I'm not seeing it yet. You know, scripture talks about in Proverbs, talk about how hope deferred makes the heart sick. So sometimes, um, and I haven't fully unpacked that. Clarice and I talked about that, but we all have had that feeling when you are hoping for something and it hasn't happened yet, that can be kind of hard. So a great way to wait patiently as scripture advises us. And I have a Mm. verse on that I'll read here in a second, but Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Romans 8, let me see, 24, let me get to it. It says, for in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, wait for it patiently. Like Paul tells us that in scripture. But in the waiting, like Clarice taught us last week, it's this active waiting. So you can do things that remind yourself of when God came through in the past and when he has winked at you before because that can be so encouraging in your waiting yeah and he does he will yeah i love it cassie would you love to close yeah i'd be absolutely glad to lord thank you so much for today father for the hope that we have in you lord the salvation that we have based off of what you did your sacrifice father and then we get to enjoy um the hope, that confident expectation of good that we can live. No matter what's going on in the natural, we can live this life in full hope and expectation of you because of your character and because of who you are. Father, I pray for every person listening right now, including Clarice and I, Lord, that 
that hope just mm. bubbles up within us, Father, that we have awareness um, of your hope and what we can hope in it, how it's so different from the world's hope, Father, that you are totally different than our flesh, Father, than what we hear day to day. Lord, your hope gives us something to trust. Father, it is safe that we can trust you. You come through where man disappoints. Father, you are faithful and you do not disappoint. And so, Lord, we thank you for that, for all the people listening. I thank you for revelation of that. And for those who maybe feel hopeless right now and really Mm. are struggling with this and, you know, I'm just picturing different situations. Maybe they're hopeless in life, hopeless in their marriage, hopeless um, in their current job situation. They feel like it's not changing and there's no, there's no out. There's no hope. There's no hope of change. Father, I ask that you speak to their hearts and show them who you are and how in you there is always hope. And there's always, um, as Clarice said, you have plans and a hope and a future for everybody listen for those that believe in you so lord we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for the gift of hope that you have given us and father equipping us to walk that out day to day so thank you for who you are and we love you and it's in jesus name we pray amen